Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Making Monday Magic. I'm Margie. And I'm Mel. This podcast provides tools and practices to help reclaim your power and tap into the magic within. Yes, and today <laughs> I think we are going to touch on some of those deeper healing practices that maybe have some almost darker elements and um, how you can embrace that into finding the whole you and reclaiming the power of all parts of you and loving all parts of you. And I think that these practices compared to last week go a little deeper. You're spending a little more time here. You're, um, you're not just integrating all of them into the same day. Like something I found out is that you can overdo healing work. <laughs> Absolutely. Slow and steady wins this race. Slow and steady, very intentional. So yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. All right, Margs, I want to know what are some of the deeper healing practices that you feel like brought you the most benefit, brought you the closest to yourself, made you feel like you loved yourself? Yeah, I think um, the inner child work, um, tying it that in with shadow work, I had a lot of trauma, you know, mm -hmm. in childhood. And as you get older, you start to realize what caused what, um, you know, I start to understand maybe why as an adult, I act certain ways and react certain ways. So would you say before shadow work, you're just kind of living in the world, unaware of yourself in some ways? A little bit, yeah. And kind of like ashamed of different mm -hmm. parts or like, the parts that I didn't love, um, the parts that were ugly or too loud or too much that yeah. I thought um, were unlovable. And so it really started um, like the easiest first step for me was to talk to the hurt, the most hurt version of myself, which is like six year old Margie. Okay, so let's let's back up a little bit. How do you even figure out where to start like you say you talk to six-year-old little margie are you spending some time reflecting about your trauma yeah definitely and like the things that would trigger me in adult life um looking deeper at that individual moment um and maybe it would stem from like a, an abandonment wound from mm -hmm. um you know the loss of my father not seeing him or my mom not being there for me so I had to really think about what was happening in the moment and say, this isn't really about my partner here now with me. Like, who's really hurt? Like, let's go all the way back and unpeel to the first time that I felt that feeling mm -hmm. and go love that version of me and tell her it's so okay. So let's also talk about the fact that making that choice is a certain level of radical responsibility. Yes. And it is incredibly Heart. Yeah, I love that word, radical responsibility. Um, and that's, we talked last week about making that decision, like of picking you. Mm -hmm. And I think once you've chosen yourself, you're choosing all parts of you and you've got to look deeper than the surface of what's happening now and start to go, okay, where is this core 
pain mm-hmm. actually rooted in. And just for me, it was the little girl. And so I would talk to her. I would say, you know what, Margie, I love you. You're safe now. Like you didn't have the protection you needed as a child. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry that happened. So I'd look in the mirror and yes. in my eyes and say, like, I'd be crying saying, I'm so sorry you went through that, but you're not like, you don't have to do that anymore. I've got you. So if I'm hearing you correctly, when you started down this healing path, and I, I'm saying this because this is something that we have similar experiences in, is that we got to a place where we felt so alone. It was almost we didn't have any other option than to be there for ourselves. Absolutely. And that's just the best way to put it. And I think it comes back a lot too. You start to realize you felt that way before. Yeah. And you've got to heal every layer of that, like little girl to adolescent teenager who whatever it was. Um, and so it kind of makes it makes me think about you because I know how much that you've really leaned into mirror work. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was a lot of talking to younger me. And as I've evolved, it's more now I'm like, oh, you're so hot, you know, whatever <laughs> I feel like saying to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know it's been a deep practice for you. So I'm really curious, like how you got into mirror work mm-hmm. and what that practice looks like for you, how it started and maybe where you're at with it now. So it's interesting. And this is why I have a respect in some ways for social media, because I was feeling very alone. I was feeling very much like it was my partner's fault. It was my mother's fault, my father's fault, my family's fault, my situation, everything but me. It was everything outside myself. And we've talked about before, when I see things repeat in my space, I think there's something there for me. So I was on social media and the word mirror work came across my path multiple times. And I thought, well, that, I've never heard of that before. I don't know what that is. And so I kind of leaned into it and started doing more research. And what it led me to was the realization or the question, the curiosity, when was the last time that I looked myself in the eye? Truly. That simple question seems so silly, but when you ask yourself that, you realize, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, it's a, emotional. A very long time. Yeah. And... And then it's just getting curious about, well, what am I looking at? And oftentimes you find that you're looking at a part of yourself that you don't like and you're picking yourself apart about it. Yeah. So how did it feel that first time that you were consciously like, I'm going to go look myself in the eye? What was that like? It was so uncomfortable. First, it was almost, it felt impossible. It felt like facing a fear, really. It it felt the same way in my body as I would feel facing a fear right now. Um, It felt scary. Um, And then I went through a range of emotions. I felt sad that I hadn't done this in so long. I felt curious as to why. I didn't really like what I saw, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I remember the first time looking in the mirror like that and I it, I almost had to look away really fast. Yeah, it wasn't I, love. Like, didn't Let me really like what I saw and Mm-mm. that scared me. Like you said, I was like, this can't be what you want to see. Yeah. And so how did you start to evolve? Like what would you do and say just if people want to get started? So really what I did, the first intentional thing I remember doing beyond when I went to the bathroom first thing in the morning, I just tried to look myself in the eye just once 
So that was a simple thing. Right. That's, you know, just once, just, just a check-in. The second thing was I created a tiny little space that I could do it more. Because if you want to get good at anything, you have to practice, right? Yeah. I just picture Scott. He says, <laughs> you know how you get to Carnegie Hall, don't you? <laughs> Practice. Practice. So lucky. I, I feel very fortunate that I was in a space that I could give myself a little bit of time. And maybe that was five minutes of just going in a room and closing my eyes. And I was like, I'm just going to be here. And I'm just going to, I was really familiar with meditation at that point and yoga. So I decided I'm just going to witness what it is that's here because I haven't done that before. And it felt like facing a fear. And that seems like a great thing to try right leaning, you know? leaning into that like uncomfortable feeling yeah like like i had nothing to lose right shouldn't i be able to look myself in the eye you would think that that just shocked me how much harder it was than i thought it was going to be i know what you're saying yeah totally so it started there and it fast forwarded into not only me being able to look myself in the eye but being able to look others in the eye and say beautiful, nice things to myself, which seems so silly until you try it. Yeah, I love that. And I think if I gave anybody what my favorite, like simple practices nowadays, um, I just try to look myself in the mirror every morning and I'll usually say I love you a handful of times, maybe 10 times, like directly eye contact. Um, if there's something else I'm really struggling with, like maybe um, I want to feel more abundant or something, I might switch it out to I am abundance, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But I try every morning just one little I am phrase five or 10 times would be a really good way to get started. Yeah, I can I can also name a, a fun one for me, like something that I looked forward to doing was that in the morning, instead of just like throwing something on and getting out of the house, I would try to pick things out of my closet that felt like fun to me like instead mm. of dressing like i was supposed to just maybe picking a fun item yeah and then actually looking myself in the eye while i'm wearing that thing that i was excited to wear yeah that's so fun too it was just fun yeah and like dressing just to feel good for you and no right. one else right um i think that's really beautiful and i think that mirror work goes really well um with inner child work right. and shadow work. Cause I think a lot of times as females of our generation, um, you know, we grew up in a time where maybe body positivity hadn't quite hit yet. I mean, I remember <laughs> as a child growing up with my mother speaking about herself in the mirror, just horrible things. Yeah. And definitely. I, re I remember now looking back as a child being so confused as to why my mother would speak to herself that way. Little did I know I was taking her voice on as my own. Absolutely. And so it all kind of ties back right. in. So you start to reparent yourself in a way when you're talking to yourself. And it's not to get rid of those feelings of her or shame. It's to like love all sides of yourself right. and accept and appreciate the, the version of you that didn't mm -hmm. fully love your body, um, you can tell her now, like, 
I'm so sorry that you had to ever feel that way. Yeah. Um, you are safe mm -hmm. to be comfortable in your body. Um, you're safe to love yourself. You're safe to express yourself. Um, these are just things that I would start telling myself as I was waking up to the idea that um, maybe I didn't learn it the right way as a kid. Right. Maybe the example I was given, because, um, yeah, I can relate. My mom did not really embody self-love. It was a lot of self-like... Um, deprivation is that that's not the right word well i just feel like maybe <laughs> your mom was speaking negative things over her body right and um yeah it just wasn't the best example and right. so you have to train yourself how to do so that So i hear you saying a lot that in mirror work you did a lot of affirmations um speaking over yourself and i'm interested to know i'm pretty positive knowing you but i want to know how journaling came into this whole shadow work because you can say things in your mind. It doesn't even have to be out loud to start. That's another thing I noticed yeah. is actually hearing my own voice while I was looking at myself felt so terrifying. Yeah, to me. that's like kind of odd too. Yeah, like it's talking so weird to yourself is definitely weird. Like let's not sugarcoat it. It's yes. a weird thing to do. Oh yeah. But I think that once you start doing it, you unlock this like new level of self-love right. and self-appreciation. So let's start one step back, maybe something easier to try, which I did. And I believe you did as well, which is that you had a journal that you were writing things down. You were writing down stories that you remember from your childhood, people that you used to blame and maybe figuring out why you blamed them. Affirmations. Right. Give us a rundown of kind of what your journal looked like in the beginning versus what it looks like now. Definitely. I like I like what you were saying because I did I wrote a lot of letters to mm -hmm. past versions of me mm -hmm. and people from my past, you know, lives that had hurt me. Um and one of the things that I would do too uh, on top of journaling and I do write a lot of affirmations. I'm a big journaler. I think it's all really important. But I would start to like pray for the people mm -hmm. that had hurt me the most. Yeah. Um, in my healing work, it's been the most profound experience. Um, it's the way to ease any of the still hurt pain. So at yeah. night when I would lay down, of course, you know, I pray for whatever, the people I love, the mm -hmm. the things I want to manifest. Yeah. And then I would say a specific prayer for like the individuals that had, I felt wronged me the most. Mm -hmm. And I would pray that my heart could just heal and that I could send them love and that that cord could just feel yeah. pure so in the out out here like if we're zooming out into healing work a little more woo woo you're like forgiving them you're sending them good energy but let's bring it into the fact that you are calming your own nervous system right no i think that's that's the way is to send to replace the energy of like um anger or resentment yes. with love yes. and if you yeah doing that type of thing so towards yourself towards others so it's all connected i want to be clear that when we say prayer that looks different for everybody totally and prayer can be journaling too yes. i i yes. know we get a little talky on right. to tangents <laughs> but um prayer can be affirmation mm -hmm. um prayer's just a good word to kind of wrap kind it of all like up a sacred word it's right. like a special word it's like your your special meditative moment Call of whatever, it whatever you want it you to want. be <laughs> exactly um so mel uh tell us a little bit about 
what your journaling practices looked like when you were kind of doing that integrative shadow healing inner child work? I feel like it, I have always enjoyed writing. So it actually started as poems that I would just, poems have always been a way that I can express anything I'm feeling and it's still pretty. <laughs> so it makes me feel better. About I love your poetry. <laughs> when I release and we can talk about the fact that my in my childhood, um, what I found out is that fighting or um, getting into an argument or even just having conflict was labeled as bad. And so any big feelings that I had were not okay. They needed to be fixed. That's something I learned in my childhood. So poems were a way that I could express all my big feelings, but it was still comfortable because it was pretty. <laughs> you know? I love it. It's a good way to like still make it in a nice package. It's, it's like, please, <laughs> with this work, be gentle with yourself. Right. The, the world up until this point that you choose to heal has been pretty rough on you. Right. And so, my goodness, be gentle to begin. Right. And it's all these just baby steps and we just offer what worked for us. Right. Um, and I think that a really good way, if you're on the path of self-love and self-discovery and reclaiming your power is to go back to where where did that start where you feel like that got taken from you and for a lot of us it was when we were little right and it, and it's going to take a minute you're not just going to sit down and say when was i hurt the most and then get the answer correct like those those things that we talked about last episode about taking a pause and taking a deep breath those are all the moments you you give yourself and eventually you get to realizations of oh i remember when this happened right and you know what that brings me to an important point um you are only able to really process what you can handle at any time yeah and i've realized in my healing journey sometimes like you said, I won't remember what the trigger is from or what is the wound about until later on. And I, I heard that that's because my consciousness is now at a place where I can handle right. to work through it and heal it. Where at a past, I wasn't in a vibration. I couldn't handle it. Would you say the healing is in the feelings? Oh, <laughs> yes, honey. You got to feel it to heal it. Your feelings are definitely guides. So if, if you can't sit down and come up with the time that your little self was most hurt, just follow your feelings. If something is very upsetting to you, the moment that you pause and not point at the the thing outside mm, of you yep. that is hurting you's fault and you turn your gaze within and you say why does this hurt yes that is a good place to start that's such a good place to start yes follow the feelings to healing <laughs> and take it slow there's no rush and just know that as long as you are trying, you're you're doing it right. There's no wrong way That's to do right. it. <laughs> so um, if you will, Margie, take us back to, let's just go with the feelings. So in your healing journey, when is a feeling that came up led you to, let's say little Margie? Can you give us an example? Yeah, I can. I mean, I can really just give you the biggest uh, wound is that one of feeling unloved. Um, 
chasing love. Mm-hmm. So my former relationship, you know, he he wasn't choosing me. Um, I mean, we were together, but he was, you know, always doing his own thing. He never mm-hmm. put, you know, I just was not a priority at all. And I was chasing him. I was like, why won't he love me the way I love him? Like, mm-hmm. and I realized that at, at some point when I decided to look at that, mm-hmm. it was because that was me as a little girl. Why doesn't my mom want to love me the way I want her to love me? That my stepdad, you know, right. all these people that really hurt me as a kid. Right. Um, it was still that little girl just like desperate to be loved no matter how or by who. And so I had to look at that. And that's when it clicked. And I said, okay. I'm not going to seek out to find love. I'm going to now re-love myself because I hadn't done that yet. And I didn't realize. It's a a re-patterning. Yeah. And this is when the affirmations come into play. So take us a little bit deeper into that. Yes. So then once that had kind of hit for me, it was a lot of like crying on the floor, holding myself in a hug and being like, you're okay now. You're safe now. I love you. I've got you. And this is also why it's called shadow work. It is a little messy. It's messy. And and it's not to be mad about. You've got to love that part. And that's what I kept telling her, me, former me, little me. Mm-hmm. I love you. You're okay now. Like, look, we made it. Like, yeah. we can make it. We can do this. Can we talk about the fact that when you start washing yourself in this love, it doesn't always feel true in the beginning? Totally. And it's not, I don't want to say like a fake it till you make it, but I believed it enough. Like I knew if I just kept believing in myself Mm -hmm. that it would produce the results I wanted. I just have always had this deeper faith, you know, and I think a lot of spiritual people do. I just had this knowing that there it was supposed to feel better it was supposed to thank you for saying yeah. that because that is something that came up in my healing work a lot was that there just it just had to feel better than it does right now because it just has to yeah like there there i knew that there was a life that felt better a timeline if you yes. will that i could get on yes. if i did the work so if there is a spark of light within you a tiny little spark that says it has to be better than this. Yeah, it's got, there has to be a better feeling. There has to be a better way Then you are correct. <laughs> and let's go. It's time to work. And you got this. We believe in you. Do you think that that's a good place to wrap it up? I love it. I, I just cannot say enough about this work. And I also want to um, just say that it's, the work is never done, but it does become a hell of a lot easier. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And remember to take it easy on yourself and it can feel better and it will feel better. And until then, we're here for you. Yep. And remember that you are the magic in every Monday. Until next time. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.